Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. We have so many good reasons to celebrate. So many. The gathering started as a Bible study. Jeff mentioned this a moment ago. Started as a Bible study in our home the fall of 2013. And here we are today with a house uh, packed full of people giving honor and glory and praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. The worship, the baptism stories, special music, uh, it's a party for sure, and we're delighted to have you all here. I see friends that I haven't seen in a long time here this morning. We are just so stinking happy that you're here. Thank you for coming. We love to celebrate here at the gathering. You'll find that out. We, we, we use every excuse possible uh, for a party, and this is one of them. So uh, we love to celebrate. We celebrate God's Word. One of the first and foremost things that we said, the Word of God has got to be central to whatever we do moving forward. We said that a couple of years ago. We started as a Bible study, and the Word of God remains central in everything we do. As followers of Jesus Christ, we openly celebrate the, the Bible as the Word of God, infallible, reliable, faithful, inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And we believe that wholeheartedly. The Bible gives us practical answers to the problems that we face. It contains the best advice on relationships and love and forgiveness and sin and marriage and faith and so much more. You need answers, you want answers, we take you to the Word of God. People all over the world have discovered that the Bible is a revelation of God's heart to us. And His Holy Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Jesus said, man shall live by, not by bread alone, but by every word of God. And so, here at the gathering, we celebrate the Word of God hard. We also celebrate Christian community. The New Testament is chock full of examples of community, of people doing life together and fellowshipping together. It's full of imagery that points to the value of just doing life together as believers in Jesus. For example, the early church in the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. There's the Word of God again and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. Which means, in other words, they got together often, and hung out together, and celebrated uh, what God had done for them. A little further along, in Acts chapter 2, and verse 46 and 47, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And what happened? The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They ate together. They worshiped together. They they prayed together. They played together. They cried together. They laughed together. They worked together. 
What they did, they did together in community. And it had a profound impact on the people around them. It had a profound impact on those who watched them do life together. And the Lord added to their number daily. He drew, the Lord drew people to His church, partly because of the lives of the people who were in the church. And here at the gathering, we enjoy working and serving together and developing a strong sense of community. And when you become part of a church like this, you become part of a fellowship whose spiritual center is Jesus Christ. He's at the center of everything we do. So we celebrate the Word of God. We celebrate Christian community. We also celebrate new life. And you experience that just a little bit when these people came out of the water and the whole place erupted. What, why? Because we're celebrating the new life that God gives to those who trust in His Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If anyone is in Christ, if anyone, man, woman, child, teenager, anyone, red or yellow, black or white, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, thanks be to God. The new has come. New life, and we love to celebrate new life. You heard Richard stand up here this morning and talk about just believing in Jesus in December. That's just a few months ago. We're seeing people uh, come to faith in Jesus Christ and experience this new life. We've discovered that Jesus can meet every human need. He offers new life today and hope forever. And so at the end of our service today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ too. Last but not least around here, we love to celebrate the gospel. It was Paul the Apostle who, who first wrote in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I have a good friend who has a tattoo that says, I am not ashamed. That's a pretty good tattoo to have if you're going to have a tattoo. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So in short, the gospel is the life-altering news about Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God who became a man and lived his life sinlessly, and went to the cross, and died to pay our penalty, and was buried, and on the third day, according to the Scriptures, was raised by the power of God, and now he sits at the right hand of God the Father, making intercession for us, and he is eternally victorious over every enemy that stood between Christ and people. He is victorious, and we follow him. So we celebrate the gospel, and that is the gospel, that is the good news that God has revealed to us. And we celebrate the gospel primarily because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Friends, we live in a broken world. Have you noticed? It's full of brokenness, full of broken lives, full of broken relationships, full of broken systems. And, and yet we also see evidence of God's design all around us. You just have to go... Uh, out for a drive and see the beauty, the wonder of creation. Or, or, or visit uh, Jane and Cecil at their lakeside place and see how beautiful that is. Uh, the design of God is everywhere in creation and we see also His design in the purpose that He gives us for life. 
The Bible tells us that God originally planned a world where everyone and everything fit together in beautiful harmony. But life doesn't work when we ignore God and decide to do things our own way and uh, ignore God's purpose for our lives. We selfishly turn away from God and, and just start doing our own thing. The Bible calls this sin. And sin distorts the, the original design of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's not just a select few uh, people, but everyone born into the human race is, uh, is sinful and falls short of the glory of God. So then when we realize that life is not working, uh, we start looking for a way out. And for some, that means the bottle. For others, it means uh, drugs. For others, it might be sex. But we just look for a way out. We, 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 we try to self-medicate. We tend to do our own thing and go in all kinds of directions, trying to find meaning and purpose to life, trying to deal with all of the brokenness in our lives. So at this point, we need a remedy. We need something to capture our hearts again, and we need some good news. We, we need the gospel. That's what we really need. And because of his love, God did not leave us in our brokenness. He didn't leave us without hope. He didn't leave us without a future. God, in his great grace, has provided a way out for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his one and only son, Jesus Christ, so that whoever believes in him does not perish but has eternal life. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the message that brings promise and hope and a future. But, but simply hearing the good news is not enough. You can turn the radio on or the television on just about any day of the week and hear this message. Hearing it is not enough. It doesn't go far enough. And there may be people here today who have heard uh, this message over and over again, but you've never really uh, responded to that message. But when you repent of your... Uh, we, we, so so we, need to, we need to hear the word, and, and we need to turn from our sin, and we need to trust in Jesus Christ, and that's what it means to, to repent and believe. That's the kind of response that God is looking for. He wants us to repent and believe in His Son. When you repent of your sin and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, the Bible says you're born again. And each of these four people who were baptized today talked about that experience in different, different ways, different words, different descriptions. But they all talked about being born again by the power of God, through the Spirit of God, into a brand new life. You become a genuine child of God in that moment. And then, and then, God's Spirit empowers us to... To, to, to recover and pursue the, that original purpose that God has for our lives. And so, now that you've heard the good news, and now that you know that forgiveness and salvation is available, now what? Like, what's the next step? Well, as I said a moment ago, God wants you to respond. He wants us to respond to this wonderful gift that He has extended to us. It deserves a, a response. He wants us to respond to this wonderful gift and believe in His Son. And, and you can do that by just talking to God. And you can talk to Him using words like this. Father, my life is broken. 
and it's, it's my fault that it's broken. It, it's because of my sin, and I, I need you. I believe Jesus came to, to live and die and, and rise again to rescue me from my sin. I, I need rescuing, Lord. Father, please forgive me. I, I turn away from my sin now. I repent of my sin and trust in you alone for my salvation. I know that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's the Savior. He's the Master. And I bow my knee to you today and put all of my trust and my faith in you, Lord Jesus. Because Jesus is the only answer to this problem of separation. There's a great chasm between a holy, righteous God and sinful human beings like us. There's this great valley between. And Jesus is the only one who can bridge that gap. He's the only one who can provide access to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave. He paid the penalty for our sin. He bridged the gap between God and people. So, God has provided the only way and now leaves it up to us to make some kind of a response. What will your response be today? You've heard clearly this good news, this message of life, a message of hope, message of joy. You know, this church is an exciting place to be. It's only our second birthday, but in some ways it feels like it's been a hundred years. And in other ways it feels like it was just yesterday that we got started. But what an exciting place to be. Our church is full of people who want to learn about God's love and, and, and forgiveness and practice those things. But you know, no church is perfect. No church is perfect. And, and ours would, would be included in that. It's not a perfect church. But we know the one who is perfect. And he's perfectly able to save all those who come to him in faith and trust in him for eternal life. Are you one of them? Will you be one of them this morning? Will you turn your life over to Christ? Will you say, yes, Lord Jesus, I believe today. Would you pray with me, please? If you're one of those people who's saying, yep, I need to put my faith in Jesus, just like those people who were baptized, yep, I need to receive Christ by believing in Him, then why don't you express your faith in this prayer? Using words just like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm sinful. My life is broken. And I need your forgiveness. I believe that you lived and died to pay the penalty for my sin. And rescue me from my sin. I I repent, Lord Jesus. And I turn from my sins today. I will follow you now and always. Because I now trust in you. And Father, we also want to pray for those who are believers already. People who have gathered here today on this great day of celebration, but may not be walking in the truth and the light that they have. Oh God, I pray that you would revive your church. Draw us near, Lord Jesus. We need you now more than ever. And yes, in your nearness, there is healing. And yes, there is power. And there is hope. Lord, in your nearness, Lord Jesus, we take shelter this morning. We have need of only one thing, Father, to be here this morning, 
gathered before you in the power of the name of Jesus, worshiping before your throne. And we thank you for this privilege in Jesus' name. Amen.